everybody this is a big moment uh this is the first ever hungover pastor podcast i'm your host as always justin carner i'm joined today with one of my oldest friends maybe could you say part-time co-host of this i definitely think possibly yeah definitely definitely you'll be on more than once there's too many things for us to talk about uh just for one time but uh jeff schroeder currently residing in chicago illinois How's the weather? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, 78 today, so anything below 80 is like, why doesn't everybody live here in the summertime? And that's such a Midwest thing. How's the weather? I, f- I don't know. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've lived all over the country, but only in the Midwest. It's like, how's the weather today? It's such a serious Because it topic. can fuck your shit up. I mean, it can, it can, it's the difference between like doing exactly what you planned out to do and like having to come up with a completely different scheme. Yeah, and nowhere else is it really, you know, is the swing that much? Right, because you said seventy-eight, and I was like, "Is it 90? It felt like ninety in Rockford, which is yeah, ninety miles outside of Chicago. So even that, just your little lake effect, is real because uh, it was yeah, hot here. Hell yeah, yeah, the seventy-eight's a big. People doubting the lake effect, like the flat earthers, or they're like, no, "No, people, people are. If you're not by the lake, you don't believe in it." And then what? if you're by the lake, all those people are like, no, it's the lake. It's a chilly yeah, day. Of course it's the fucking have you ever gone to Wrigley and it's like eighty degrees in the city and then you get to Wrigley Field and you need a jacket? Oh yeah. Like that's yeah. the lake effect. Yeah, I mean I, I'm not a moron. So I figure in my mind, <laughs> if you take wind and blow it over a cold water surface, I'm assuming that that air would cool down. I think that's yeah. how refrigeration works. I could be wrong. I only sell coffee, so I, I don't know for sure. But yeah, you're right, though. That, that's such a flat earth thing. They're like, no, there's no lake effect. You're like, no, look on a map right now. Look at the temperature. Also, at- <laughs> like every every storm cell, like winter storm cell that comes in, like gets pushed either like down or up because oh, yeah. it's coming against the lake wind. Well, when I lived in Chicago, we had the snowpocalypse. You remember oh, that yeah. bad boy? Yes, sir. I had to work at Starbucks at five in the morning, and I made my way through waist deep snow to go serve no one. Yeah. So people left their cars. People gave up on life. It was a horrible. And guess where that was? Yeah. On the lake. That was on the lake. That was uh, our pastry chef. I was working at Sofitel at the time. Our pastry chef Lee Omolinski was stuck on Lakeshore Drive for eight hours. Jeez. We were busy because. Everybody in the hotel was like landlocked. So it was the one time that everybody in the hotel had no other place to really go. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So they all came to the to the restaurant. Yeah. It was a mess. They might have had plans at A, B, or C, but they're like, well, now we're stuck. We're going to eat here. Now we're stuck yeah. here. No, my, yeah. man- my manager was like, yeah, you got to go in. I was like, no one's coming. Like, I don't know anybody who loves Starbucks that much. Right. you're not i mean that's you'll do sexual favors if you go out in the snow for a starbucks in that kind of situation so yeah pretty yeah the the weather there rough rough uh before we get too much farther in i'd like to thank our sponsor today uh brant swine farms llc tagline go pork yourself so good people over there at brant farms uh 
growing pigs and making bacon for everybody else. So sorry for all the yeah. Jews listening. Kosher friendly. Half half Jeff, yeah. sorry. Uh, well, you know, uh, I fucks with the bacon, although I will say my wife's got me on the turkey bacon now. Yeah. Not the same. My, uh, my uncle keeps a kosher, uh, not Jewish, but definitely in the realm, and they do beef bacon. Never knew that I that was the beef bacon. Never knew that was such a thing. So, maybe, I mean, I like steaks. I can't imagine beef bacon would be too horrible. Yeah, I mean, the turkey bacon it scratches the itch on like an egg and bacon sandwich, but like to call it bacon, I mean, it's why I hate Canada, really. Oh, absolutely. Because they called ham bacon. It's like that's it's when I knew bacon. living in Canada was probably horrible. If that's your version of bacon and our bacon is real, Canada's got to suck. Let's just be honest. No, turkey bacon, I've always had a vendetta. it's just a misinformation campaign. You ever seen turkey bacon? I don't trust it. It just doesn't look appropriate. At least make it look appropriate, you know? Well, and and bacon traditionally comes from the stomach of the cow. That's why it's, like, super fatty. Yeah. Yeah. Where is that? Is the turkey bacon come from the same place? I feel like it's just compressed dark turkey meat. Yo, yeah. It's like it's it's hot dogs that they press thin on a roller, and then they yeah. add fake liquid smoke to it because it doesn't have the, the texture to hold up actual smoke. <laughs> right. But then they're like, it's right. so much better for you. You're like, no. <laughs> I just, I can't. I'm not on that train. Yeah. Friends. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It doesn't taste better. And I will say this what I missed about regular bacon is after you cook the bacon, get it nice and crispy, oh, and yeah. then you use that, mm. that sauce, that jus, yeah. for your eggs, and you cook the eggs right on top of it. I'll take you even further because I did this this morning. I fry the potatoes in it. Yeah, like yeah. don't like in a cast iron, let that sucker just like I mean it's just drenched. Pull your bacon out let, with the tongs, then just pop in those potatoes, bro. Totally. Let it's me fantastic. ask you this. Are you clean how do you clean your cast iron? Cast iron? I'll yeah. tell you this, never soap. Uh actually if I think about it too much, it makes me kind of sick because I've never put soap in that pan in my life. And it sat there several days with food yeah. debris. But somehow I just trust it. I don't know why. I, I wash it well, hot hot the water. Science behind it. Yeah, it burns. It kills everything. And then I oil. Yep. And then obviously, here's what I think is what the saves it. Anybody use a cast iron, you know, you want that thing real hot. You want it piping hot. So I have it yep. on a good couple minutes before I put food in it. So I'm assuming it kills any bacteria that's in there. Totally. I've never been sick from that. Way more than dawn. I've had COVID twice. FYI. You've had COVID twice? COVID twice. Not caused Any by a cast iron. effects? No. Just false confidence that I'm invincible. <laughs> I had it this Did year you? when I was teaching, and they're like, oh, you're – they told me. They're like, you don't need to get tested anymore. You're a superhuman. I was like, you keep saying stuff like that. I'm going to try to jump off a building. <laughs> you know, superhuman right. means a little bit different to me. I think they just were yeah. like, hey, we can't afford to lose any more teachers, so don't worry about getting tested. You're okay. That would have been like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, once once Biden survived it, I was like, eh, you know what? Oh yeah, we're out. Of, we're out yeah. of the woods. When Biden fell off his bike, I had a moment where I was like, he might be gone. Yeah. I mean, you're just you're you're so fragile at that point. It's just, what will it be? 
Here's the crazy part, and I think about this a lot. Like, would you let Joe Biden, if he knew how to, fly a commercial airplane <laughs> by himself? Well, and is that more or less responsible than being the president of the, of the country? World? Yeah, I, it's a funny question because planes kind of fly themselves, right? Sure. I mean, you know, they go on autopilot, and then it just kind of, you know, you don't do a lot. Uh, I don't know. No, I mean, if it's my, I would say no. Right. You'd be like, eh, you, that time has passed. If Joe Biden uh, was like, hey, I'm going to lead a 14-hour bus trip to Arizona, I'd be like, I'll catch the next one. <laughs> He's going to fall asleep. I don't trust that man. Just stay awake. If Joe Biden was like, I can drive the blue line to O'Hare, you're going to have that same problem. It's going to go right up the stairs again because he's going to fall asleep. Him and Tony from the White Sox, you know, they're just <laughs> falling asleep during baseball games, falling asleep at press conferences. That it's was kinda... in the first inning, which is oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. He... Let that man have a nap, you know? Yeah. He's, he's Hall of Famer. Let that man have I, – if I was a White Sox fan, I would be losing my mind. If I had that much talent on our team and this guy was falling asleep and just not knowing anything about current baseball, it's mind-boggling how he's still here. Here's, here's where – and I've never been a White Sox fan. Uh, my grandfather famously said, uh, as often as anyone would listen, I'd rather have a sister in a whorehouse than a brother who's a Sox fan. And that I've Amen, internalized brother. that. Amen. Amen, brother. Wherever you're at, Danny O'Connell, I hope you're having an old style and uh, rooting for the Cubs. I, I currently am drinking an old style light, um, but the hatred I, for the White Sox runs deep. My grandfather was buried with two bottles of Mickey Wide Mouths and two old styles, a Chicago Bears coat, a Chicago Cubs hat, and a Chicago Bulls jersey. Um, you think I mean, he, he? You think he likes Chicago? Or yeah, you he, put a you put a Chicago you put a Portillo's Chicago dog in his pocket. That man's just as true and true. Totally. Hipsters he was now a bartender are bartender his whole life, man. Like he was, oh, like for he real? was a, a gambling degenerate. Like the guy <laughs> didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. By the time by the end of it, I mean, he and my grandma had been done for a long time, but. Here's the thing about drunk grandfathers that are kind of absentee but show up out of the blue. They're a lot of fun. And oh, yeah. the stories are incredible. Oh, yeah. I can, like, I can only imagine. I've said many times for my life as I retire, uh, maybe there's a lake up there in the great north. And I would just own a bar and just be old and just do crazy things. And Yeah. Yeah, the, the story. And I, there's probably this little bit like where they trust you, right? You're, you're like an older bartender. So they just want to tell you they trust we trust old people without realizing yeah. that they were once psychopaths. Totally. It's like, and oh, you're like, 80? You're trustworthy. You can't do that much. You've seen and heard so much shit that you're not even like phased. You know, no. it's not even like it's like I killed my wife and I came in here to have a drink and I don't know what to do. He's like, all right, relax, relax. Like I heard that before. He's like, really? What's the name of the yeah. pig farm? Oh, shout out to our sponsor, Brant Swine Farms, LLC. Go pork yourself. Also, if you need to get rid of a body. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as uh, famously said in the movie Snatch, one of my favorites, you cut a body up in the six pieces, 
the pigs will devour the bone they will leave nothing left so believe me that's you know i've stayed uh friends with tim over there from brant swine farms for quite some time just just in case just in case uh, you know the, we live in a world weird world right now so who knows when you'll need that favor totally and i will say that like there's something to be said about um when the law doesn't really cover it for example and i know you are this guy i know many guys like this mm. i could probably name on one hand five people that if anything happened to their children or my children we would just take a ride oh if we knew if we knew what was going on we would just take a ride in the words and of the, the town police, whose car are we taken right you know police don't need to necessarily be involved and i think that's the way it should be in in those matters yeah yeah i don't i i i hate to think of myself at that capacity because i've always been that way from the beginning of time when i was a little kid it was like i was always so much more defensive of others so let alone now that i have a daughter just turned one uh shout out to sloan if you ever hear this uh, one one years old as of yesterday it's insane but yeah the the love i have for her the ability i don't know what i wouldn't do I mean, that's, yeah. I, right. You know what I would do? Go to the pig farm. Oh, yeah. You know, it makes movies like John Q oh, hit a little different. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, yeah, totally. That's what you would do. It's not irrational. Yeah. It's very rational to think that someone would do that. It's almost like if they wouldn't do that, I would question if they actually cared for their kid. 100%. So. 100%. Yeah. Well, Jeff, we've had a little bit of a get to know you now. But let's uh, let's jump into where we got to know each other. We've known each other for how many, like, literally, I think, since I was 15 years old. I'm now 37. Yeah. So that's, what, yeah. 20? I'm not great at math. I failed algebra four and a half times. What did you say? 20 plus, man. 20 plus years. Sounds good to me. Um, but and we met at church. So this is kind of a church-ish, Jesus-ish, life-ish podcast. But, yeah, we go way back to the beginning days. At a cross current in Rockford, Illinois. So here's a funny kind of crazy story that I just learned. um, And you might find interesting and the people that listen to this might find interesting if they've been affiliated with cross current. So when I was first going to cross current, um, I decided that I was going to go to second city and study comedy in Chicago and, I had just gotten kicked out of Bible college and was just like, you know what? Church isn't for me. Like I'm going to go do comedy. That was always kind of, you know, the dream. And, um, my friends, uh, invited me to cross current and somehow the word got to, uh, genie that I was going to like second city or whatever, that I was like going to be a comedian or whatever. Yeah. So she did this whole, night about chris farley and the impact that he had and, oh you know, really I'm ne- i've never known this kind of thing yeah so here's that's not the weird part because genie's manipulative so you know she, As she we're all about to learn very well <laughs> yeah but what i didn't realize was that at that time um second city training center had moved to where second city is now but shortly before that the training center was called cross current 
No, are you like this is for real? That's one hundred percent serious. Wow. Dave Pasquazi and those guys trained with Del Close at a place called Cross Current Theater. Wow. Yeah. That's really trippy. Like I never, it I would, is. never known that fact. Because yeah, I mean, Cross Current is a youth group name. You get it, right? Like, you know, especially totally. in the night, we're Cross Current. We're going upstream. We're the salmon. You know. Right. <laughs> I wish I was. There. We're the salmon. We're the salmon of Capistrana. No, that's wild. Yeah, I feel like they. I mean, they were re- like I remember with Nick Nielsen. You know, they're like. Yeah, you could go play. Oh, yeah. You could go play football, but why not just make fifty bucks a week and just forget that dream? Now with that knee. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, well, I thought. I thought being in a Pentecostal house of God, they would have just healed that knee with one little lay of the hand. But obviously, that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I stood in that Evelyn Gibson line a few times, and I still got the tricked shoulder. So. Yeah, I still I I stayed in that line and got out as soon as they rebuked the spirit of pornography out of a guy because i was like if i get up there and she is actually real i am afraid of what she's gonna say yeah book i think booker edwards got the uh spirit of masturbation and i was kind of lingering i was always afraid of it because to me oh yeah it's to me like there i might sound crazy to people for saying this but to me i don't believe in god like i know god i've god has been a part of my life for so long that it's like I don't question that. I question the packaging. I question the messaging, but I don't question like, like shit has been too crazy coincidental for me to be like, there's nothing. We're not here for anything. I've tried to believe that. Yeah. Like, a similar. Yeah. The same it's with easier. Me. It's way easier. Yep. But um, even in those moments with like Evelyn Gibson and the prayer circle, it always felt like you guys are fucking around with something that, you have no idea yeah what this really is and like you know not the demon behind every bush and everything but it was more like it just felt kind of phone it felt like kind of sensational and like it was very cleo like miss cleo-esque you know like if you rebuke spirit of pornography out of every guy in that room you're probably going to be right 90 percent of the time yeah yeah i mean now if you're getting into some stuff where you're like i rebuke the spirit of chinese amputee porn i'd be like well right. now i'm believe now i'm listening now you've been right. you got the search history okay <laughs> right. but if you're just saying you know just normal things it's like miss cleo it's like are you sad yeah i'm calling miss cleo at two in the morning of course mm-hmm. i'm sad i'm not my life's not right like you can tell this you're not psychic I love when it's it's not Miss Cleo, but I love when it's like a town hall thing, and they're like somebody lost someone close to them. Oh yeah, and the everybody's pro- like raising their hand. The air quote prophets. <laughs> they're like, stand up, brother. I know your pain. God, God sees it right now. They want you to know that it's okay and you can move on. Yeah, because again, if you you know, it's just statistics, right? If you pull a hundred people in a room together, someone's grieving, right? Like someone's. Totally. And I think they just keep going down that line. And I think that's where a lot of this stuff kind of, I mean, it really gets murky. Yeah. It it feels very snake oil, sleight of hand. Even the big tent revivals were were just, you know, there was an entertainment element to it. I'd be much more interested in movements that didn't ask for any kind of financial compensation. hundred percent. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, I'm listening. Oh, yeah. If you're just doing this out of like the kindness of your heart and there's no plate that passes me by 
and you've like given up your life to come do this thing. Yeah, I can respect that. But when the plate goes by, it gets a little, you know. God loves a cheerful giver, though. Hey. Because the plate goes by twice. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, we just, and they pray for like a break. They're like, ah, we just pray right now that there's a breakthrough in these people's hearts. But but don't be compelled to give today. It's like, well, which is it, man? Like, which is it? (laughs) Right. It's No, yeah, that stuff always gets a little, I mean, that's, I mean, as I've kind of, got out of ministry and relooked at things. And I understand that there's a cost to do things, but I do believe that 90% of the time when ministry gets murky, it usually something to do with finances. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just always goes back to that every single time totally. for me. Totally. So, so let's, I want to circle back to that though. So you said you were kind of out and then Jeannie did this Chris Farley thing. And was, did that kind of hook you? Because you went on to be an intern. Yeah. So then it And was then like, you wouldn't go on to Second City till many years later. So yeah, then it was how did like, that happen? Uh, why don't you do some like, why don't you do that stuff here? Mm. And so it was kind of like fast track to the creative wing. And that's kind of where I established perceived value. Because if you know anything about cross current and genie in particular she was very interested and in usually like you know very attractive very you know um charismatic people because she knew that like yeah. other people would come it, you know if you get the if you get the the main characters if you will then the they got amber it's amber crummy marketing right yes exactly same exactly thing. Now, would you say in in the spectrum, in the spectrum of interns, male, we won't say female because that gets us canceled. Mm -hmm. uh, Would you say you're at the bottom end of the attractive? I think you're a good looking man myself, but I mean, they they really went in on some studs. Well, you got to understand that. First of all, I had hair at the time and I was about 30 pounds lighter. Yeah. If I'm looking back at those, I can picture that, Joe. And I'm funny. So, yeah, I mean, funny, like. It can be the difference of a six to an eight. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like that's a, you get a two point swing. Yeah, and that. I've lived so, on that swing my whole life. I would say, you know, Frankie Mazapika, I, I got him beat. Jake yeah. Zasky, I got him beat. No offense, love both of those guys. It gets um, a little murky with uh, Justin Eisenbrown and you. You guys, you know, see, he played. Eisenbrown he was a musician. Was brother, dude. We were in a band, and he was a musician. That's the thing. He's a musician. Shout out to Liquid it's, Circle. It's the same. It's the same plus two, right? Like yeah. if you're a musician, that's pl- John oh, Mayer is not a good yeah. looking man, but that man cleans up. Well, let's not blaspheme in here. Sorry, John. I love you. Um, me or Abby or both. If ever, whenever, let me know. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I remember looking back and being a new person and be like, "Wow, those people are all." attractive and those people are like the guy that went to my school was like a cool guy at the school so it's like oh christians aren't all weird and creepy oh cool this is cool i didn't know that but here's the i think they did a good job at that they did a good job at the recruiting they didn't do a good job of the vetting so then all those Mm. people were like kids in a candy store in terms of like finger blasting on the couches at the dtc's you know and they're parents sub basement and shit like that you know so oh quite a few uh intern sexual relation cover-ups maybe we'll get to them on some oh, future podcasts yeah. uh and then 
if you go a step further into masters, I don't even know if we have enough time if we did it every day, all day for the rest of our life. Well, but here's that the thing. gets who's the real fucking, weird. Who's the brain trust that was like, let's get 18 year olds around each other who are hormonal and crazy and, you know, reinforce this like purity culture, which is doesn't work. You know, it's like whoever designed no. Catholic school person outfits was a pedophile clearly like oh absolutely it, you're it, it can have the it's not it, modest it's not a potato no, sack you know if that was the goal the of like you know opposite des- intended effect really yeah yeah but the male uniforms pretty basic they're dapper, Just, you know though. khakis and a polo not doing that much but here's the thing when i you know if i ever throw on khakis and a polo i'm fucking yeah, but if I showed up at Halloween with khakis and a polo, and they're like, what are you? I'm like, I'm a Catholic schoolboy. No one's going to get it. No, but if, if I show up in that Jake skirt. Farm. That's true. Or a Target. Wasn't there a Target guy for Target, a while? Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. I forget that dude's name. Or Jared yeah, but you from know, Subway. Yeah, the, Jared from Subway, also a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's confirmed, right? That's I don't want to. Oh, yeah, that's confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Jail. Five dollar footlongs got that man in a lot of trouble. That just goes to show you never meet your heroes. It's true. It's true. Luckily, all mine are dead. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's interesting with the the thing because I I've heard similar stories from other people, kind of like we said about the Nick thing. I mean, how they drew you in and how they made you feel. Yeah. Uh, the the make you feel thing is kind of big because. I remember, fast forward, um, we'll cover this, the middle part later, but I remember when I was graduating high school and my small group leader was like, oh, I think you're in, you're going to be an intern. I don't, like, that to me was like, I won the lottery. It's like I got into Yale. Um, I should have, my small group leader should have been like, hey, you should go to real college. Yeah. (laughs) That had been the best advice, but you... You were caught up in this bubble where that was everything. You know, if you became an intern, it was like, oh, my gosh. You know, you are the top of, of the hill. And there was a 1,000 people on the hill. You know, it's not like this tiny little youth yeah. group with 10 people in a basement. We're talking about, you know, a big enough youth group that when Wednesdays happened, schools didn't give um, homework because they knew that all these kids were going to a youth group that night. I mean, that's that's yeah. an impact on a city for sure. I mean, you talk to anybody that served at Applebee's, in that era and everybody <laughs> requested Wednesday night off. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a thing. It was a real. Oh, yeah. And I remember we used to go to a dairy queen and we were just the worst and we would, we figured out some way around the system. So you could get a piece of Texas toast for 20 cents. So we would order 50 pieces of Texas toast and just sit there and spend $3 and just leave a mess and be just genuinely assholes. Um, and be like, yeah, wasn't that great tonight? Wow, that message was awesome. And then act just completely Dude, what like about idiots. The, what was the place that had the breadsticks? Fazoli's? Oh, Fazoli's. Yeah. I think we single-handedly put them out of business. I think so. They're like, you know what we'll do? We'll give out free breadsticks. And Christians were like, oh, free bread, huh? And here's the weird thing. Nobody ever was like, be a good citizen. Like, be mindful no. of these spaces that you occupy because you represent something, you know, bigger than yourself. It was just like, eh, we don't care. But I think that, I think that goes back to what we said before is these, you got 18 year olds leading 14 year olds. Right. It's not like, you know, it's not like I'm a, a world traveled, you know, wisdom guider. I'm 18 and have no idea. 
you know, most 18 year olds are not that complex or, you know, that forward thinking to be like, hey, guys, I know we're going to Fizzoli's. If you don't have any money, just be called. You know, I never heard that speech once the whole no. time I was there. No. Yeah, no. I mean, it, and it was crazy. I think that, like, I met a lot of great people. I mean, obviously, yourself. Absolutely. Included. And Cheers. in hindsight, you know, people are always like, if you had the chance to do it again, would you do it again? I mean, there's if if I had the opportunity to change some things, I definitely there's a lot of things I would have changed. But yeah, I don't know that I would have fully taken away that experience. I probably wouldn't have bought in so hard because well, but like to your point, when they told me that I was going to be an intern, the first time they told me I was going to be an intern, um, I was really excited. I was supposed to be in Scottsabelle's class. And then I did some yeah. impressions of Jeannie and Jeremy and it got back to Jeannie and <laughs> she told me that. You're I like, weren't you like, this is what year. you, this is what you wanted me for. Well, right? Like, this so, is why you want me on the team. Yeah. So she called me and set up a meeting Saturday morning in her office. Nobody was there. Sean Johnson knew about it and drove, he was kind of like my sponsor at that time. Like I was kind <laughs> of in this weird no man's land like they had put me with um nick nielsen with a high school small group but i was like writing stuff for both the high school and the college and career uh ministry yeah. at the time and so I, was, I kind of was able to float under the radar for a long time and um I, i'll never forget Jeannie was like you know her eye was kind of kicked in because she's got that you know, when she gets oh, mad yeah. and she was like, you're a punk, you're a punk, you're, you know, and I was like really confused because it never came from a bad place. I was never like, right. Fuck Jean. It's flattery. Like, Jean, really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And she, her ego was so fragile that like, she was so afraid. And now in hindsight, like I can, I, I can kind of understand being like an old, an older person running a youth group it's not like she was running a church she was running a youth group right. so she yeah, had to sure. be like very very protective of her image you know she's like the mom on mean girls right exactly what up girls yeah but that's... also like you know she had to nip any of that shit in the bud because how easily would it be to be like yeah now that you mention it genie is kind of bootleg you know and then you lose the whole fucking thing yeah yeah, it's a house of cards. I mean, truly, at that point. Yeah. And the crazy, the crazier point is that was twenty years ago, and it's she's still in it now. Yeah. And it's like, whoo! I mean, I teach high school, um, so I get you know I'm around fourteen year olds all the time, and I feel that way sometimes. Um, but you know, I mean, I don't pretend to be them. You know, I'm I don't right. pretend to be anybody. I am who I am. The kids either accept it. Uh, I know how to relate to children. I'll call them children, teenagers without pretending to be like them. Right. I mean, I think that's the dumbest part is like, no, 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 you didn't have to do that. All you had to do is like actually genuinely care yep. and just be real and, and authentic and care about students and they would care about you. That's all it is. It's not really rocket science. Like, cool. oh, cool. Like I've seen a promo of her recently where she's wearing Jordans and I'm like, Jesus, like legitimately, <laughs> like what is happening? Like they don't make orthopedic Jordans that I know of. That's ages. They might. Say just a little hey, bit. I'm, I mean, she's got to be in the 70s. Oh, yeah, got to be. I mean, yeah, 
R.I.P. Sam Mayo, though. That dude was for real. R.I.P. Sam. I Here's the thing, though, and I love Sam. I thought he was a, you know, a nice, super nice guy. I never, I've heard stories of the other side, like, you know, he kind of came down on some friends of mine for some shit, and I'll let them, I'm sure they'll be on the pod, so I'll let them tell that story that's their own. Yeah. Um, but I never personally, I remember seeing him in the sanctuary at like 5 o'clock in the morning praying but yeah. here, here's the weird part. And as devoted as he was, I, I cannot remember a line that he said in his sermons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you put a gun to my head and you're like, tell me a Sam Mayo, I'd be like, uh, God is good yeah. all the time. Friends, I mean, I, you know, amen, amen, amen. Like that's it. But I, but I think that's kind of the, I, I mean, you got to imagine like you can't have two genies. No. If genie was married to genie, it would be an explosion. So you had to have a Sam, you know, just kind hearted, sweet, soft, gentle man. I mean, that's kind of who he was. And then the counterpart was her tornado of intensity. But like, here's a, like, I remember getting super involved. And the only thing I really had to invite, like, like my parents to or anybody like older, was the Sunday. Yeah. Fruitless, you know. It's like, oh yeah, they're gonna leave more confused than when they came. Yeah, I, that that part came to me. I never really brought people to Sundays until Paul Martin. And then every week it was about money. And I'd be like, guys, this week it's not about money. Yeah. And somehow he would turn a message about less than the money. or, I mean, you named it. It was somehow turning into money. Yeah. So, And at that time, the AG was public minutes. So I knew he made $320,000. And I was just confused because I was like, if you need money that bad, it feels like you could probably give a little of that up. But right. I don't you know. Who am I to say, you know, those are different times. Different times. Different times. But, yeah. you know, I, I think that now we're the adults and we get to kind of have a say. And I think we can, with clear eyes and full hearts, call it bullshit when it is. I mean, and I think it's our responsibility to. If you have clear eyes and a full heart, you can't lose. Can't lose. Can't lose. No, I, I feel that way too. There's a lot of times where I feel like I'm pushing against a hurricane. You know, like my little trying to start a church in my basement, the little this little podcast, you know, dealing with church trauma, things that people have been through. Um, it just feels like, you know, you're just fighting a hurricane. But you have to. I mean, at least for me. I, I can't say for everybody, but I just can't sit idly by and watch yeah. and not try to do something. Because I'm with you, like – I I don't I don't ever doubt my belief in God anymore. Um, and you could change the wording, you know. You could say universe, or you know, uh, people have a million things. But I've seen too much, and I've been through too many things for me to just not believe. Um, but the institution can't believe in it. It's broken. Doesn't work. Not not happening. Not growing. Dying for a long time. I mean, yes. back to like the Roman. Catholics, I, I think you know, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist guy, but like, you a, a good tree can't bear bad fruit. I mean, that's words from the boss himself. Yeah. And so, when you introduce in like the third century 
like, hey, if you put a little money in this offering plate, I could pray for your dead relative to go to heaven. That happened. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. And who wouldn't? You know, of like course. my dad's dead. If somebody came up to me and they're like, hey, man, uh, you put 100 bucks in. We'll pray for your dad. He'll go to heaven. I'm like, here's $100. Right. Cool. Like, you know, and Let that's, me know if you need more. But, but you think of the church, right? Like, I, I was talking to my fiance Susan about this the other day, and I was just like, why do we, why is every message geared towards like poor or sad people? Like if we're saying, if we truly believe that Jesus died for our sins, that he's for everyone, that's for the happy rich person. There's happy rich people. I don't know if the church, you know, and there's happy normal people. And, but we always, it's because kind of what you just said, right? That's the start of us. What emotionally praying on the weak people. And that's, that's who we try to get. We're not, you know, because we understand like, the guy that's content in his life probably isn't going to be an easy convert air quote, but the person that's, you know, when I went to church in the beginning at a church that shall not be named, you know, my dad was in prison. We lived in a shitty apartment. I didn't have a lot going for me. I'm a fat kid wearing a FUBU Jersey with blonde tips. I mean, life's rough. So then when you went, Oh, he did sometimes, (laughs) but but no, but then, you know, you're at this youth group and they're like, you know, who wants their life to be better? That's the altar call. It's like, right. well, here's my hand 20 times in a row because my dad's still in prison when I come right. back next week. My life is not better. So if that's the save, yeah, I'll buy into that. But that's not the buy-in, right? Like, right. you know, is that the buy-in for the apostles? I'm pretty sure they all got murdered. So, like, is that, the, you know, hey, follow Jesus, you might get murdered. I'm like, oh, that's a different little pitch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, to sell everything you have, give it to the poor, take up your cross and follow me. Right. And the guy walked away. He couldn't. Like, don't yeah. fuck it. There's no halfway crooks here. You know, there's no. You either do it or you don't. You either believe it or you don't. It's either all God yeah. or it's not. And you can't do it halfway. No, and I had a, I had the opportunity to kind of zoom with. Actually, I, I have one living, I wouldn't say hero, but mentor, someone that I follow, Rob Bell. And, uh, you know, I, I basically told him, I said, I just feel like, you know, if you've ever had a friend that doesn't like a certain food, uh, and you're like, no, the food's great. You just had it prepared really shittily. You know, like the, the Jesus that we're serving right now is not, you know, it's Sizzler, you know, B-grade buffet Jesus because oh, yeah. we don't there's no life in it anymore. You know, it's just this beat down story. There's no gospel. It's all transactionalism. It's all this stuff that is completely contrary to when I, when I read the book, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Cause I'm like, this isn't the same. Where's the mishap here? Like somehow the worst game of telephone has ever happened. And we've just messed up for a long time. Yep. So that's, well, that's tough. It's, it's crazy. And you know, you, you're not very popular. The hard part with studying that for a job and then getting to the point of the job and when they're like, um, I need you to answer this question for me in the most honest that you can. Do you believe that speaking in tongues is the physical evidence of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit? And you're like, um, (laughs) no, I don't. (laughs) I mean, see, no idea. I don't, you're asking me to give a definitive answer about something that's unknowable. And my job depends on it. 
And I think that's something that's purposely unknowable. Totally. That's for me, when I read the Bible, that's the best part of it is that it can mean so many different things to so many different people. It's it's, when they say air quote living word of God, it's like, I could see that. Well, but it's also like any text you're going to negotiate with it with, you know, based on where you're at and what you're dealing with. And the wisdom is, you know, in some parts, I can't speak to the whole thing because the whole thing isn't intended to be. And it's just too big to read. Yeah. Too big to read. I mean, but look. No, yeah, you get in some of those older books, and you're, that's why sometimes when people are like, Bible's not real, I'm like, if the Bible's not real, then this is the shittiest, ver- like, you're in the middle of numbers, you're like, what is this? Right. Why is this? I'm sure there's a purpose. But some of those early early books are like, geez, can we just but even fast the stuff forward a little they, bit? Even the stuff that they took out, like the um, the Gospel of Timothy, which is just sayings. It was just like quotes. So they were right. like, this already exists within the text, so it's redundant to have it in here. But when right. you look at it and you like read those sayings, it's like when you look at them sequentially like that without all of the other you know, rhetoric, it's like Jesus was fucking hardcore. Oh, absolutely. Like he would be arrested right now in America. Yo. Yeah, that's I've always thought that way. I mean, when I read the Jesus story, it's like he's kind to the hooker and horrible to the priest. Yep. And it's like, but we again, you know, the crazy pills scenario, it's like we've mixed that. Like it's the yep. complete opposite now. Now like crooked people in power who've been in ministry for 20 plus years making six figures who don't give a crap about people who know how to fake it. Who's the guy that's that, like, there's demons on airplanes. That's why I had to get a G six. Oh, Kenneth I don't know. I, I want to know. Copeland. Oh, is that, is that what he said? I never knew that. Yeah. He's like, does yeah. he know that that's a, an airplane still? <laughs> well, he it's still an airplane. Like, so I don't can't travel commercial? with the common person because there's a lot of demons in people. So he's got a, God wants him to have his own plane, which is the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. Cause, cause say it's true. Say there are. Wouldn't you be the person God would send on that Correct. airplane? One hundred percent to do the work. 100%. That's where it gets a little murky. Did you right? see that? You know? uh, not to change the subject, but Creflo Dollar recanted no. his whole um, prosperity gospel. He like apologized. No. He was like, "Get rid of any." tapes or cds that i where i've asked for money like you have my permission to destroy all of them them. he's another one right he's got a plane yeah fyi uh, anyone listening there's a thing on instagram called pastor planes oh yeah and all they do all they do is track so you can see how people use their private jets that they need so desperately to take their little parties and all those types of things here's the issue that i have with things like that it just pisses you off because they're shame. Yeah. They have no shame. You can't, you can yeah. tag them. You can add them. You can comment, you can troll them. You can whatever. They're so fucking head up their own ass blind and surrounded by, you know, the emperor's new clothes. And that's, I'm petty enough that that's why I want hell to be real. <laughs> and I'm not saying forever, but I'm saying like no, you know, I, dunk them yeah. in for a, a day, and then yeah, and, have them think about it. But I mean, if hell is real, tentatively, that's the people; those are the people that are going. 
I, I have totally. no question about that. Like 100%. the people that miss misspeak on God's behalf, I I, I can't even imagine. It's the you definition know? of taking the Lord's name in vain. The Lord's name in vain yes. is not you know God damn it. God doesn't care. Right. God, the word is from germ word good. I mean, it's not even God's name if you want to get technical. Right. And you're not saying damn God. You're saying God damn it. Right. Even God that stop it. Phrase. Right. That's the same. Yeah. Right. But like to take the Lord's name in vain is to take on that you are the Lord's, that you are of God and do right. not of God shit. Yeah. And that's a big yeah. one. The cool part, and I, I don't know, I don't want to say cool because I know that there's countless people. I don't know if anyone will ever listen to this from that, from those worlds, but like the Willow Creek, the Mars Hill, the Harvest Bible. I mean, it's just keep, it's continuing to happen. It's going to keep happening. Like these people if, are going to get exposed. If any people from those worlds who are still in those worlds right now are listening, I do want to do an altar call. Repent. Get the fuck out of yeah. there. You know, flee. Um, that's that's truly yeah. That's the flee. Yes, and, and and but I picture you know when I listen to the Mars Hill podcast, I picture that scene in Titanic. Maybe you're I don't. Is that your favorite movie? It is. Yeah, you've seen it how many times? I, mean, it's, I, I can't say favorite favorite, but like in the category of epic romantic, yeah, Titanic. I saw it yeah. nineteen times. Titanic, nineteen times in theater. I, I hope whenever you die, it's Jeff Schroeder, son, Titanic 19 times in theaters. Well, that that's, sh- that's a mark. That should be on the marker. But tonight, Abby and I got into it because it was, I told her, I'm like, you're my wife in practice, if not my law. And she got really? mad. She's like, I am your wife by law. I'm like, it's a line from Titanic. So she, we got to brush up. She's supposed to have it all memorized. But. But but what I say with the Titanic is like those people like who went down with the ship playing the violin. It's like, I, I think church manipulates people enough that there's tons of those people. They see it mm-hmm. burning. They see it all happening, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, if we could just, if we could just, or you know, whatever the justification for staying. And it's like, no, yeah. like there's not. You don't owe anybody anything. Get out of there. If you, you know, I I don't believe in consumerism for church. Like. Obviously, there's things you're not going to like about a place. But if you see some really bad shit happening, you see people getting destroyed, that's not of God. There's no reason you need to stay there. you got to get your family, get whoever you're with, and get the hell out of there as quick as you can and definitely don't give them any more of your money. Well, and I, I, I I never go after the people that go and believe the givers because... I don't think it's their fault. You know, Buttigieg made a good point. I'm not a big Pete Buttigieg guy, but he made a good point when he went on Fox News one time. And everybody's like, you know, why are you going on Fox News? He's like, it's not their fault. The the, the viewer, yeah. it's not the consumer's fault that they're getting bad information from an institution that knows that they're giving bad information and doesn't care. And the yeah. only way that I can reach them is to give them good information in the space that they understand. Yeah. And well, and when you're, you know, this because we were those people. Yeah. Like, when you're drinking the Kool Aid. Totally. I remember going to high school and people were like, "You go to Cross Cult." I was like, "No, it's not like that." And now being 37, I'm like, "Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. yeah that was yeah. a cult." We, uh, you know, when you're telling people who they can't date, and you know, it, it just we can't even get into all the things. But yeah, that was definitely a, a bad situation. But when you're in it, 
you don't know it's any you know just like we've been in failed marriages right when you're in it there's points of it where you're like you don't see the how bad it is oh i knew from the beginning how bad it was <laughs> I in fact there's, I've, i feel like people people knew for you from the beginning well and as I well friends that i don't necessarily talk with as much because they stood there with a straight face while a minister supposedly yeah. of god married me in a demon right there in a church yeah those two can't combine they say can't have new wine and old wineskin, but somehow they tied them together. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, we got to. Yeah, but no, and that's. I mean, you know, fill in the blank. Wh- whatever, whatever the reasoning, right? We always stay in it too long, and we don't see it at the time. And, yeah. Um, and age comes, right? And we mature, and we see things, and yeah, I just think of those people, and I'm just like, man, you got to get the hell out of there. You know, I have so many friends that have been in similar places, and some of them will be on this podcast, but. Um, you know, that's so, you know, that's kind of why we started the podcast. Uh, I just remember having conversations with people about certain things and people who weren't around at that time were like, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're like, what? Like their disbelief was like, no, this happened. They're like, no way that could happen. I'm like, I'm telling you it happened. And they're just dumbfounded by the crazy, by what seems normal to me and you, but the outsider, they're like, Oh crap. That's insane. Like why? Yeah. And I keep, trying to explain house of horrors to people and i really do want to do a mini house of horrors in october uh house of horrors house of horrors 100 gets its own episode um yes i i want you and corbin and maybe trevor and we're just gonna unpack it i don't know if we can do the foursome but yeah it might be a two-parter actually maybe that's what what the fuck does trevor know about house of horrors Trevor was the uh, guy Trevor, at the end that was like no, nobody's no, gonna Trevor, jump at you anymore. He was because he's a pretty man, right? But Trevor also was in the date rape scene for oh, at yeah. least the whole season. He threw a woman on a bed repeatedly, repeatedly, and then he was also in that scene. Yeah, yeah. So no, that'll get its own. That'll get its own thing because that's for sure one of those things. When I tell those stories around people that didn't go to it, you know, uh, and I remember when I moved here from florida and they're like yeah there's a haunted house there's an abortion scene in it i was like whoa what <laughs> like that's that's wild and who knew and people are going still play today you know and people went oh yeah and people went that's what's crazy thousands. is like i'm sure some people showed up hammered deceived but the fact that people went and knew that that was part of it again it'll get its whole thing it'll get stay in the sun uh that's just the tip of the crazy iceberg yeah, yeah of this whole thing um yeah but yeah for us i mean we were in it uh we're recovering i would call myself recovering from it um and i think we both at several times replicated similar things that we had been exposed to yeah because we thought that that was the right thing to do which you know when you have a ministry that size that sends out hundreds of people to go do ministry again it was a lot of the bad telephone oh yeah i mean you know there's probably people and i i mean i'm assuming there are that i probably really screwed over and said horrible things to um and for that i'm sorry and i just you know we don't know we don't know and that's kind of yeah where it's at yeah i mean it's uh i think the lesson there for me ultimately is like well there's a few but the big ones are um you're not not susceptible to buying into something that's fucking crazy so yeah check it all you know back check it all 
you know, go in with an open, go in with open eyes. Like, what's the motivation here? What are we doing? And I think, you know, I don't know if you remember that Adam Sandler uh, album, They're All Gonna Laugh at You, the dude that's like, join this cult with me. There's this girl that I want to bang, you know? No, I remember that album. I don't remember that, that track, though. Well, it's, that's kind of how Cross Current was, too. Like, oh, the literal reason I was raised Catholic didn't really have a problem with it, just grew out of it myself. Um, but then I remember when I moved up here from Florida, my next door neighbor, Fred, was like, Hey, bro, you want to go to church? I was like, No. <laughs> He's like, Well, there's hot girls. I was like, Yeah, I could probably make it. Right, right. You know what I mean? It was like, and then we literally, for a while, when we, this is a not crossing, it was a different youth group. I remember we would like compete to who could get the most numbers. Wow. You know, I mean, if we had cell phones back then, which we, I don't think I did. I'm sure we'd just be texting and not giving two craps, you know, about any of this stuff. It was just driven by, I mean, I hate to say youth group driven by sex, but I mean, that's probably what it was. Yeah. I, you bring up a good point because my son now is 16. And I just think about like, what if he were, you know, what if his friends in Rockton were like, Hey, you're here for the summer. Why don't you come to this youth group with me? Yeah. How would I feel about (laughs) that? But here's the thing. He's doing so much crazy shit on his phone that I have no idea about. So he could be in some yeah. kind of digital. It could be worse. He's than in some. Oh, he's in some deep Discord channel that's just blowing your mind if you actually read it. Like, have you heard of like Sigma males now? They call them. No, no. They're like menaces. It's like guys that just start punching people in the mouths and knocking people out at like random places. It's like, dude's a sick, oh, he's a total fun. menace. Oh, and these kids yeah, are like to me. into it. Hmm. But because they've been raised by fucking video games and telephones. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. This it's is dangerous, now... man. Yeah. Th- I mean, when those kids are always around, but th- we kind of just shit on them. I mean, I hate to say that, you know, obviously we live in a world where we don't bully anymore. No bullying. But yeah, back I mean, those kids were like, "Oh, they're they're just idiots. They're weirdos." Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, now it's like so. For example, if the craziest thing you did in high school, if your whole school knew about it, you wanted to like crawl in a hole. You're not going to school oh, for absolutely. a while. Now multiply that by like social media, other schools. Hey, dude, it's yeah. the guy that pissed his pants and you know gym class or whatever. Oh yeah. Just my school alone, uh, there is a Facebook page for fights. There's a Facebook page for poopers. Uh, I won't say the school name, but basically it's an Instagram that where kids go hey, and they... Port, I'll say that much. <laughs> it's not. We're not the pretzels. But they legitimately just take pictures of people pooping their shoes and they post it online. That's crazy. Like, there's the fights go around. But no, yeah, they have the Snapchats in where they just... All the different kids at different schools. So if anything happens... They all know about it, and it's insane how quick, you know, it could, it could fly in 10 seconds. Yeah. So, yeah, thank God I didn't live in that world. But, yeah, well, Jeff, I appreciate you coming on. I know this is just the tip of an iceberg. We're riding out about an hour now, just catching up on some good times. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll have you back on. Like I said, there's so many things, you know, even on my notes and stuff that I want to talk to you about that we're not even close to yet. So we'll have a Jeff part sure. two, part three. Uh, but again, thank you to our sponsor, Brant Swine Farms LLC. If you don't like bacon, go pork yourself. So good people yes. over there just raising 
pigs and slaughtering them for us to enjoy. So thank you, Tim, over there at Brant Farms. You're the man. Jeff, thank you. Uh, we look forward to having you back on, man. Appreciate you. Thank you, man. Absolutely, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Yep. And everybody out there, stay safe. We love you.